Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Good afternoon. It is Money FM 89.3. Drive time with Elliot Danker, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian Tian. Time now for In the Spotlight. Where are we going? Travel. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. We have to stop saying dust your passports off because by now you should have renewed you have. your passport. Yeah, yeah. And the trend is showing as well because uh, just the other day, I believe Changi Airport was reporting that it is back to, or at least for the month of December, 82% of it from its 2019 pre-pandemic levels. Mm-hmm. And over the year, it's more than 50%. And our next guest, KK Day, Mm. uh, one of Asia's leading travel and experiences platform, recently announced record high 2022 revenue growth, 100% year on year. Wow. Wow. So the question is, how fast is... It's not, can this momentum continue, you know? I think it's how fast more this momentum can push on. I think it's going to go on and on forever. Forever, really, because we have learned so many things about traveling during those years that we could not travel. Yeah. Well, uh, let's get him on the line. He is Victor Seng, who's the CFO of KK Day. Victor, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, good. Thanks for having me. So I've used this platform before, KK Day, uh, to book a tour or something Mm -hmm. like that. But for those of us who are not familiar with it, perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about it. Sure. So KKD is a leading uh, Asia-path online travel agency. We, pro, you know, users, consumers, travelers uh, throughout Asia-path can access our app and, and website to look for, uh, in particular, end destination when they're landing end destination, um, end destination travel products like local transportation, uh, tours, activities, amusement parks, any types of kind of winter end destination where, where you go to kind of kind of app and website for you to search, book, and pay for, you know, related related product at any time. So, yeah, a leading player in the digital travel space. So with that service that you offer travelers, have you, well, I guess you have seen a recovery, 100%, in fact, that we were talking about earlier. But where are the people going and what kind of services are they uh, buying from your website? Yeah. So I think the travel recovery is accelerating. Mm-hmm. From what we've observed, the travel recovery was already happening, I think, um, over the last two years, beginning with domestic travel. Mm-hmm. Right? For most, most Asia-packed markets, uh, more or less, I think uh, the lockdown situation was more and more alleviated. So people are already uh, traveling domestically, albeit the borders weren't really open yet. In the begin in the middle of last year, led by sort of Singapore mm-hmm. and also like South Korea, uh, borders started opening up, and then that is border opening up is starting to accelerate too. Towards the end of last year, key markets like Japan and Taiwan and mm-hmm. and, and also Hong Kong started alleviating these kind of kind of uh, border restrictions. And now, you know, actually quite a surprise, China is also opening up. So overall, I think. From what, what the industry observing, and particularly for online travel agencies like like our platform, uh, we've already been recovering from domestic travel opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been capturing that opportunity, and now you know more further growth is coming from uh, international travel, and, and that's just been very very good for for the industry. Yeah. Mm. Victor, we talked about the best. Uh, who's the worst though? So who's the one lagging behind? Which region is lagging behind in terms of recovery? I would say Southeast Asia has done tremendously well. Right? Yeah. I think led by led by Singapore um, opening up, 
earlier than most other Asian markets, again, around middle of last year. And, you know, like your observation, I think Singapore in these recent months, in terms of uh, international travel, is already close to near pandemic kind of levels, right? So, So certainly Singapore and many, many other Southeast Asian markets we've observed are opening up sooner as well. The ones that I think are have just opened up, but in terms of um, going internationally, we're seeing encouraging signs of ramp up. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I think I think Japanese have been a bit more conservative in traveling overseas up to oh, now. Okay. But you know, at the same time, I think foreigners going into Japan, yeah. right? From a inbound perspective, going into Japan, Japan has actually recovered very, very fast. We've seen statistics for Japan where if you strip out Chinese tourism into Japan and count all the other tourisms going into Japan, recent months they've recovered to about 75% of pre-COVID levels. Just foreigners going back into Japan. And they've only really been opened up for about two months or so. So, th- so that's been pretty exciting, pretty encouraging that I think different markets are opening up and then you know, different, yeah, the, the different markets are benefiting from this kind of international travel in different ways. Victor, how has the travel landscape changed since uh, COVID-19 in terms of digitalization? You have digital first travelers now. We are more savvy. We know how to get online as soon as we get off the plane or even from inside the plane. But what other opportunities are there to tap this? Yeah, I think... Yeah, this last two years, particularly with COVID, changed a lot of, accelerated a lot of the digital behavior. I think consumers, starting with consumers, you know, uh, people were locked down or just generally hesitant to go out in the public, right? Uh, I think people want, you know, when, when they're out in public, maybe contactless solutions, right? So it, excel- it certainly accelerated this kind of um, digital first kind of kind of behavior from, from a consumer standpoint. Uh, there's definitely acceleration in Asia pack of adopting kind of mobile payments, mm-hmm. right? Uh, these, these type of tools, more reliance on e-commerce platform to buy, buy things instead of going out into retail stores and physical stores where actually you're going to be in contact with other people, right? And things like that, I think, certainly uh, accelerated this digital behavior from, from a consumer standpoint. Um, that, I think, has certainly translated to travel. Right, particularly with this kind of international travel resuming, borders opening up, the industry as a whole is still step by step getting back to pre-COVID level. Mm. Right, uh, it's about thirty percent around Asia Pac. I think it's roughly about maybe thirty percent recover for international travel on average. Right, uh, obviously with Southeast Asia higher than that, and certain markets still lower than that. Right, but for online travel agencies, like and particularly for us, we we've seen our our business, you know, for many of these markets already resuming back to pre-pandemic level, or you know, for Singapore, it's twice as much as pre-pandemic Singapore international travel level. So that consumer digital behavior has accelerated and has translated to kind of kind of the travel spending. So with this uh, digital first traveler, Victor, do you see more people availing services on their mobile apps, for example, for your particular services? If we land in a city and we want to go see something or looking for a good deal on a ticket. Buy your tickets first, right? That's the mentality. Yeah, but with these, I'm looking at your website and you have some good deals for, for, you know, uh, tickets to some places, at least they are on sale. So do you see people looking into these kinds of apps more and more instead of going and 
queuing up for a ticket instead? Definitely, definitely. I think that behavior is is a lot more apparent now than ever, right? Mm -hmm. I think the convenience of just through this COVID period, people are evolving their behavior, relying on digital platforms to buy things, to research, to buy things, to pay for things. You know, I think I think that behavior is becoming more commonplace, yeah. um, and it has translated to, to the travel space. Searching, there's a lot of value, and being able to you know know where to open up an app uh, when you want to travel to a place or once you're in destination. Right, there's a lot of convenience and transparency. Yeah. Right, once I land in Tokyo, I have a free day tomorrow. Mm. I can open up an app. I have yeah. to take it a access my local language and, and search and compare and read user reviews um, and, and pay through a more credible platform that can, you know, uh, guarantee this, this experience and service, right? Versus, you know, imagine you're in Tokyo and you, you want to, you know, ad hoc offline, look for different different things to do and you have language difficulties, yeah. you have currency mm-hmm. payment difficulties. So, so there's a lot of value in, in, in being able to access a, a website or app anytime. For yeah. sure, for sure. As a user myself, uh, I find it quite convenient. Although I am curious, uh, Victor, is it difficult to get merchants on board these platforms like yours, when considering the competition for that is quite high? Yeah, I think, you know, in terms of this last few years, we observed this pandemic and definitely hit the travel industry hard and uh, the travel supply chain operators hard, right? So we observed that there's just definitely a lot more keener interest to want to learn about digital mm-hmm. and and capture you know consumers through online channels and or kind of having digital solutions to help better help them manage their business more efficiently right um so so that's something that i think um is very timely just because a lot of the travel operators suffer a lot a lot of the local provincial governments rely on travel you know, foreign travelers going to their, their city or their country to, to spend, you know, suffer a lot too. And, and because of that, everybody is thinking how to, you know, position for the travel of the future and how do you better capture, you know, future travelers and how do you better manage your business? And, and digital offers all of that, right? Uh, so it was a very good time to, to engage them on, you know, uh, digital solutions that actually help them better capture business and also help them better manage their business. We, we've been working very hard on that. During the COVID period, we mm-hmm. started rolling out our SaaS solution that's tailor-made for the, the tours and activities and amusement park category of uh, travel operators. And then it's been very well received. I, I think there's a lot of interest to want to learn and adopt these kind of solutions. All right, and I guess once they're digital, there's no more looking back. Thank you very much, uh, Victor. Victor Tseng is a CFO of KK Day. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.